Welcome to Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. I'm Jerry Williams. This is episode one of season three. The last four episodes of season two were recaps. I was on vacation, taking some time off, retooling a little bit, spent some time with family. Of course, COVID-19 did rear its ugly head. We had a family reunion scheduled and that got canceled. And so some of the plans I had for some new segments had to be pushed back a little bit because there weren't a lot of people available for me while I was on vacation. But we have some exciting things coming up this season. And on this episode, we're going to start off with a little good news, some highlights from this past week. Many of these things I've shared on the air on my midday show on the Joy FM Georgia Network. I'll put a link to my blog on that website for you in the show notes here. And then in a little bit, we're going to talk with the newest employee of the Joy FM Georgia. She is our listener engagement specialist, Amy DeGraff. And she's got a pretty compelling and exciting story. And then we're going to wrap up with some thoughts on how justice is something that we can do, especially in light of all that's going on in the world today. But let's get started with a little bit of good news. Highlights from this last week. One of the uh, exciting headlines I saw that got me thinking a little bit about my own life was the best summer of your life. They surveyed people, and it comes out that on average, people say that the best summer of their life happened the year they were 14, before grown-up responsibilities and a job robbed summer of some of its sheen. And most people cited the best part of that summer being spontaneous adventures with friends, as some said family vacations and family reunions. My 14-year-old summer involved a family vacation to visit family i'm i'm thinking (laughs) that was quite a while ago that year and i'm not going to tell you the exact year was also the year of watergate the terrorist attack at the munich summer olympics the withdrawal of the last u.s ground troops from vietnam and it also saw the introduction of the mickey mouse gumball machine i still remember those commercials thanks for the gumball mickey Those were great. I think they had a Popeye version of that, too. Uh, That year also was the debut of the movie The Godfather, The Poseidon Adventure, Deliverance and Cabaret, and HBO launched as the first subscription cable service the year that I was 14. In other news, Lowe's, the big box store, announced another round of bonuses for their hourly workers. Full-timers will get $300 and part-timers $150. With this bonus, Lowe's will have given out around $500 million to their employees just this year to help with unforeseen expenses and hardships during COVID-19. I love those kind of stories. A growing number of retailers who are normally open on Thanksgiving have announced that they will close their stores this year for Thanksgiving, largely due to concerns about large crowds and COVID-19. That list, which continues to grow, includes Walmart, Target, Kohl's, Best Buy, Office Depot and Office Max, and Sam's Club. Now, if you are looking to get into showbiz or you just, you know, you want to have a little bit of fun, there's a website that I visit quite often for prep for my show on the Joy FM called It's a Southern Thing. And they are looking for talent, specifically for Southern mamas and just general talent. Now, they're based in the Birmingham, Alabama area. So if you live around there or can travel there, you will have a leg up in this process. But again, because of COVID-19, they're doing most of their video shooting remotely. So you can be anywhere and still be considered. The talent they will select will be used in unscripted comedy videos and 
in the show notes for this episode, I'll put a link to their website where you can fill out the little form online and submit a video. And now, the top bee-related story of the week, because I'm a beekeeper and this kind of stuff interests me. The headline read, get paid to be a beekeeper. And it's all about the American Bee Project. They seek agricultural tax benefits for land made available to rebuild bee colonies. And they're looking for people who have empty lots where commercial beekeepers can come and, and put some of their beehives on there. And I'll put a link to the American Bee Project for you in the show notes of this episode as well. Coming up, we're going to be talking with Amy DeGraff, a listener engagement specialist. Amy DeGraff. Hello. Good to have you here on the podcast. You are the most recent hire at the Georgia Joy FM Network. Yes, and, and I'm so happy to be here. And you've been here as of this recording just under a month, right? Yes. Because you yes. started at the beginning of July. I did. I did. And it's been awesome. Um, everyone here has been so sweet, and I just feel like I am right at home being here. Yeah, wait till, wait, give that a little time. <laughs> Except for the Mets and Yankees fans. I mean, I don't know about those guys. We're, yeah, you know? I thought we would get to that, but if you want to jump right in there, <laughs> we can do that first. But first, your title, and let me see if I got this right, you are a listener engagement specialist. Is that the title? Yes, correct. That's and what right. exactly does that mean? So I guess that's just a fancy way of saying that I am a volunteer coordinator ah. and responsible for getting our Joy Crew teams together and um, and getting us events to participate in. Is there something about that in case people listening to the podcast are in Georgia mm -hmm. and might be interested in helping out? Is there somewhere on the website or something that they can find that I can put a link to that in the show notes? Uh, it's on Instagram. Benji put a post on Instagram where people can click on it and it'll take them to a form to fill out. Oh, okay. And when they fill out the form, it comes right to my email. Great. Well, I'll figure that out and put a put a link to that in the show notes of this episode. Okay, great. So you mentioned the B word. The B word. Are you from Boston? I am originally from Massachusetts, not necessarily Boston, but I am from the Worcester area. And so, of course, I am a Red Sox fan. Oh, Go Sox! <laughs> that just adds a lot of drama to the building because I'm a diehard Yankees fan. Rob Langer is a Mets fan. I know. Although Rob is one of the very rare people from the greater New York area. Because if you grew up in New York, mm -hmm. you either love the Yankees and hate the Mets mm -hmm. or love the Mets and hate the Yankees. Right. And they all hate the Red Sox. Exactly. <laughs> but Rob, his grandfather used to work as um, uh, an usher at both Yankee and Shea Stadiums. He's so Rob, growing up, would go to both and he... He likes the Mets better, but he'll root for the Yankees unless the Yankees are playing the Mets, which happens occasionally. Yes, yes. But, but they always root against the Red Sox. You have to root against the Red and, Sox. And likewise, if the Yankees are playing, it doesn't matter who they're playing. I just want them to lose. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't go quite that far. I think I may be... Well, not the first World Series. Remember when they first came back and won the World Series? They beat the Yankees in the playoffs to yes. get into. Yes. Oh, that was just brutal. That was brutal. And I've got I have a good friend who uh, lives in Louisville, Kentucky, who's from the Boston area. Uh -huh. Who uh, we have the same discussion every year and just chide each other mercilessly. So, how did you get from Massachusetts to Georgia? We moved down in 2006 um, with 
who is now my ex-husband because of his job. And, and we moved to Peachtree City. And we have been here since, and we love it. Um, I live in Noonan now, but I still love Peachtree City. So here. who's we? Me and my kids okay. and my ex-husband. Okay. And so I have two kids, a daughter and a son, and they're awesome kids. And uh, my husband, Kevin, is he's great, too. So you met Kevin here? I did. Is he a Georgia boy? Kevin actually grew up in California. In oh, LA. wow. Yeah, it's crazy. He ended up here because of the military, and uh, and he's a Dodgers fan. So, <laughs> oh, good I mean, God! I know. <laughs> so we uh, have, uh, there are still people who haven't forgiven the Dodgers for leaving Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's funny in our house. He's a Dodgers fan, and me and my son are Red Sox fans. So it can be interesting at times. I would imagine. I would imagine. So career path. Mm-hmm. You, you had you, you did something very similar with working with volunteers. For another not-for-profit organization. I did. I used to be with the YMCA. And so I was with the Y in Massachusetts. Oh, I didn't know that. When I came to Georgia, um, I wanted to stay with the Y. And so I made it my mission to get into the local Y, the Summit Family YMCA. And I was there seven or eight years uh, until I got laid off. Uh. And there was budget cuts and I was laid off. But I was a director there. I worked camps and family programs and child watch and and just all kinds of things. And so I did get very much involved with events and volunteers and just making everything come together. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So you're well suited to working with volunteers then at the Joy FM. Well, I hope so. Yeah, well, so do we. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I feel like... I can get the job done. Good. Well, that's so. good. And, and you know, what's that old saying? It's not bragging if you can back it up or no brag, just fact or something. I don't know. Some old Western TV show, the guy used to say that all the time. Right. So how did you get to a place where you wanted to work for not just a nonprofit, but a Christian organization? What is your, your journey of faith? So my faith journey started actually when I was a small child. And I didn't grow up in a home where we went to church or we talked about God, but I always, always, always felt the presence of God around me as a small child. And I prayed to God with having no knowledge of him. So to me, that just tells me that he put that knowledge Mm -hmm. in me and he wanted me. That's biblical. And so, yes. And um, he was seeking me before I was seeking him. And I was just a small child. And, uh, and, it's profound to think back on that and know how much he cares for me out of all the billions of people he was t- he was caring for me in a time when I needed him. And so I didn't actually give myself to the Lord until I was 15. I had a friend that brought me to church and um, I accepted Christ, you know, at, at 15 years old. And that's kind of where I started to dig deeper. And, and of course, I made a million mistakes along mm-hmm. the way but my faith has grown more and more with each passing year and and honestly within the past year my faith has just grown exponentially and i just you know the lord led us to a fantastic church we are getting exactly what we need as far as the word and scripture and we're just being fed exactly what we need and and my husband is now leading a men's group. That's great. I'm participating in women's studies, and I have some amazing friends through the church. And it's just been 
incredible to see the Lord working in our, our lives and our family. It's awesome. And I'm so glad to have a job that is involved with ministry, um, especially music ministry, because, in, you know, some of my most challenging moments in life is is where I just put on a pair of headphones and listen mm. to the music and just disappeared into the music and and just worshiped and prayed and and I really truly believe without that music I wouldn't have gotten through it as well as I did you know yeah yeah definitely so so what was it that made this friend at 15 invite you to church and what I mean you make it sound very easy. Walked in, went to church, accepted the Lord. Was there? Uh, <laughs> you know, it would be nice if everybody was was that that simple and clean and neat. But was there? What was going on when that friend asked you to go to church? What motivated? Was it a him or a her? Uh, it was a her. A her. And actually, she she moved to Georgia too. She's here. Oh wow! From from uh, the Worcester area as well, and we're still friends today. So she's an incredible friend. I love her dearly. But her mom had decided had gone to church and got saved and she was on fire Mm. you know and she was on fire for the lord and so she started bringing her kids to church and then then the kids accepted christ and and the kids were on fire and they were getting involved and so my friend was she was my best friend at the time she's like you got to come with me to church this is (laughs) is great you know and and was telling me all about getting saved and in heaven and hell and all the you know all the different things that she was learning and I did, and I just felt like that's what I what I was supposed to do because I had always mm-hmm. felt the presence of God in my life anyway. So this was just to me, it was easy. Yeah, it was just like, oh, well, I know He's here, I know He's with me, but this is just what I have to do to like make it official. Okay, then I'll make it official. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's cool. Me and you know, we're tight. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so that's how that happened. It was easy, actually. Uh, I know it's. I I've experienced since then that it that it's not so easy when you speak to, you know, people in in the general population. Yeah. It's not that easy, but I just always, I always felt God with me. So, that's a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. Well, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you here. Thank You've you. already been a tremendous uh, addition, and we look forward to great things with uh, with the Joy Cruise and all the other stuff. Once all this COVID stuff goes away, when we can actually have an event or two, I know where you have more than four people in a room. I know, and I hope soon that the Joy FM will actually be hosting an event, a family fun day. Oh uh, yeah, just something that we can host and and put on for people too. So hopefully we can make that happen next year in the spring, maybe. It's something we want to, we've been talking about maybe doing. Great. Well, Amy, thanks so much for being with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. When I was in seminary, I saw an ad that a church had placed in a Christian magazine for a pastor. And the ad read, Pastor Wanted No Social Gospel. I quit reading after that, thinking... I'm not sure if that church really has a grasp on the gospel. If the gospel has no impact on society, if it's not social, then it's not the gospel of the New Testament. Oh, sure, I I get that the church may have been afraid of someone coming in there and being more concerned with situations on earth than the things of the kingdom of God. Yet throughout Scripture, in both Old and New Testaments, we are instructed, commanded, to seek justice on the behalf of others 
from whom it has been denied. I did a quick word search recently for justice using a Bible app, and there were dozens and dozens of references. Most of them said things like, seek justice, exercise justice, do justice. Proverbs 21.15 says, the exercise of justice is joy for the righteous, but it is terror to the workers of iniquity. There are two stories recounted in Scripture that both deal with justice and how God looks at things differently than we do. The first deals with the anointing of David as king of Israel, as recounted in 1 Samuel chapter 16. If it had been up to Samuel, David's older brother would have been made king. For when Samuel saw Eliab, Samuel thought to himself, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The second is the well-known story of the Good Samaritan. Jesus told that story in response to a question from a lawyer who was trying to justify himself. After asking Jesus what he needed to do to inherit eternal life, Jesus asked the lawyer, well, what's written in the law? How do you read it? The lawyer answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live, Jesus answered. But the lawyer persisted, and who is my neighbor? To that question, Jesus answered with the story of the Good Samaritan. When Jesus had finished the story, he asked the lawyer, Now, who do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robber's hands? The lawyer had to answer, the one who showed him mercy, to which Jesus responded, go and do the same. At that time, the Samaritans and the Jews really didn't get along. Yet Jesus made a Samaritan the hero of the story to impress upon the lawyer that God's love is for all. And things like skin color or national origin are not what God counts as important and that we should act likewise. And when injustice becomes apparent to us, we must stand against it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. I hope that you will subscribe. And if your podcast platform allows it, give us a rating. Five stars would be wonderful. Leave a review. All those things help other people find the podcast. Shared a lot of things with you today, and I'm going to put a bunch of links in the show notes of this episode. There will be a link to that website. It's a Southern thing where they're looking for talent in case you're interested in that. Also a link to the American Bee Project so you can find out about beekeeping and maybe your land could be used agriculturally and and save you a little bit of money on your taxes. And I'll also have a link If I can find it, uh, Amy wasn't too clear on where that would be on if you're interested in becoming a part of a joy crew with the Joy FM Georgia Network. Of course, that would mean you'd need to live in Georgia or eastern Alabama. But all that in the show notes of today's episode. Coming up next Monday, if you're listening to this on a Monday, we, we deliver new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Another exciting episode of Life with Jerry Williams.